Hey everybody, time for another Code Pen Radio. This is episode 350, where we're going to be talking about the top pens of 2021, which is just a fantastic time of year, because uh, we just get to reflect upon some of the most amazing work that happened on Code Pen in the whole last year. And with me, of course, is Marie, because uh, Marie's not only our kind of lead of community and, and has her eye on all this stuff all year long, of course, but has dug into the data as well. Yes, I have. Hey, everybody. Happy New Year. Hey, yeah. Just feels a little better this year. Just a little. A smidge. Hopefully. Yeah. Just a smidge. <laughs> I'm in a better mood anyway. Although, I'll tell you what, I need to get, get back on the treadmill. My God. The cookies this year. Just, oh. <laughs> I really just threw away any good sense. Yeah, those Danish butter cookies are the ones that always get me. I just, I'm an equal opportunity slob. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so what we do, this is not the first year we've done it. Probably something like the fifth or sixth or something. I don't remember the first year that we did it, but it's it's an annual tradition for sure. And what we do is, unlike our popularity algorithms, which factor in to code pen popularity, generally things like comments and views and the age of the pen and all kinds of stuff even even lately stuff like clicks and what other things that you might be interested because we apply fancy machine learning models to code pen um this is not that this is just like we count up how many hearts the thing got and that's it Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's the top hearted the most hearted pens of 2021 and with there's only one little quirky caveat in that not everybody knows this so i always feel compelled to mention it that you can heart things multiple times on code pen not like heart it unheart it heart it again but there's three levels of hearts you click once and you get a little pink heart you heart again and that pink deepens into a deep pink let's call it then you click again and it gives you a nice thick red color uh that actually matters it matters for this little contest it applies a little bit more likeitude to that pen and for you you can go look on your profile and view pens that you've liked one two or three times it's just for fun it's just a little funsy funsy that we added Mm -hmm. to code pen a million years ago those do factor in to this i think a lot of people also use that as kind of like how they categorize things that they like too. Like, you know, I like it. I like it a lot. I love it, you know, and that way you can kind of go back and look at things. I think I've said on the show before, and it remains true, I'm a one or a three. I don't I do know. twos. You're so weird. Come on. <laughs> I know. I'm heavy on two. I don't know why. No. Because I like reserve my threes for like the obvious cream oh, of yeah. the crop. And I'm liberal with my ones. So yes. that gives me twos as the ones like this is stand out, but Sorry if I withhold my threes for only the very greatest. <laughs> well, it's like me on medium, you know, I'll clap 50 times if I'm going to bother clapping at all. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, right on. Right on. I'm an extremist. <laughs> I like it. So there's all kinds of interesting things about this year. Of course, please be encouraged to go to a codepen.io slash 2021. Uh, the numbers slash popular slash pens is going to um, get you there. Um, and then it's, you know, there's 10 pens on each page. Sorry, we didn't make it just one big long thing, but that's, uh, you know, because of the nature of code pen and how their little iframes and all that can be a little too heavy. So we split it up, not for the page views, which we literally don't even count, <laughs> nope. but just for the sake of your browser. And yeah. then it starts at 100. <laughs> and, and if you just want to look at the top 10, well, I'm, of course, I encourage you to look at the all top 100, but just go to slash 10 and that'll show you the top 10 anyway. 
So congratulations to number one, of course, Acing Your Turk. Yes. She is fantastic. She's on the list four times um, and just tremendous. Trying to get her for the show. Said maybe, you know. Yeah. She could prep it instead of time. English, not um, her her first language. Mm-hmm. So a kind of a kind of a maybe there. You'd recognize her. <clears throat> and this is a trend beyond just her. Full layouts, you know, yes. really like here is what an app might look like or whatever, or, a, you know, a website with a, a little bit more to it than average. And it's really amazing that these get pulled off in pens at all, especially because we don't, you know, of course, we have resources that you can use. But I feel like generally full layouts like this are broken out into multiple different files and componentry and stuff. So it's pretty impressive that these are pulled off at all. And But really cool to see. Because mm-hmm. if anything, it's like, oh, my God, you know, my app could look like that. You know, I think there's a practical nature to these that really pulls out those hearts. And the gap between number one and even just number two is like double. Yes. Acing your huge claps for that. Nearly 10,000 hearts on this sucker, mm-hmm. which is <laughs> that's some next level code pen stuff right there. Yes, it is. Yeah. Tremendously yeah, the, cool. A thing that's probably worth pointing out there is that uh, Aishinor actually updated that pen uh, later in the year and re-promoted it. So it was created uh, January 2nd and shared in, at the very beginning of the year, which is a pretty smart strategy in terms of getting something, uh, as mm-hmm. much exposure as as possible throughout a year. But then uh, in September, she updated the pen and made some significant revisions and and talked about it again, started you know sharing it on social media and things like that. So that gave it a second round of attention. And I think that was a really smart play. You know, if, if that was Sure. A plan to get onto the top 100. It was a smart one. If not, it, it worked either way. <laughs> I tell you that. I see it everywhere. You see it in politics. Not that we're going to talk about that, but if you just repeat yourself enough, people, you know, it, it tends to work. You know, people yeah. pay attention. That's the thing that, you know, they associate with you and that kind of repetition. It works in advertising. And why wouldn't it work with popular pens too? Why don't we talk about that? Let's sprinkle this into our conversation today is that advice for people, you know, attempting to make this list. And I, and I think that that's an important one that you put a, a finger on there is that, that talking about it, you know, you can't just make it and walk away. Yeah. And don't be shy about resharing. I think, I think a lot of people feel uncomfortable resharing something that they've already shared, especially if like, for example, we've retweeted them already, or we've already put it in the spark or something. Um, it doesn't matter. Like if people, if someone sees your stuff enough that they're like, oh no, I've seen this twice, then like it's a hit realistically. I mean, we're, we're all, you know, up against algorithms here and all just flooded with information. So if some, somebody sees your thing more than once, I don't know, that's a win really. <laughs> so don't be shy. Let it happen. Yeah. Absolutely. There's some more things that we'll talk about, so keep listening here. There is also a, uh, and this happens every year, that, you know, you can have a big year on CodePen and hit this list multiple times. And that happened to a whole bunch of people here. And in fact, um, relative newcomer George Francis, I had him on this show. So if you're Mm -hmm. interested in George's works, just go back and listen to that, was on the list. (laughs) I'm trying to build up to it. I'll just say it six times. Yes. Holy yeah. cow, George. High five yep. on that. George is big into the generative stuff 
and is um, a lot of Houdini stuff, which is mm-hmm. kind of like a JavaScript API to teach CSS how to paint something. So you make this little paint worklet, and then uh, you can kind of control it through CSS custom properties, usually, generally, and that's the usually the approach George takes. And some stuff in it that, I, I mean, I am just tremendously compelled by. And in fact, one of my favorites is his uh, little flex, like paint flex. You can imagine like laying out a piece of paper on the floor and, I don't know, painting the ceiling or <laughs> painting your wall and just ha- ha- the feeling of random droplets of stuff falling down. It really has a, I don't know, authentically speckled look to it. Yeah, I'm not sure does. what the the, appro- the approach is, but I think it just looks tremendous. And, you know, may- perhaps in the past we would, you know, make a JPEG or something of that look and just use background repeat, repeat on it and kind of g- get that look. But the fact that it's actually truly randomized and, and can be rather efficiently drawn because it ultimately ends up as canvas um, on the web, essentially. And that's, you know... B- pretty efficient and the fact that then you can control it's not some you can't tell a jpeg well make you know increase the splotchitudes or make the splotches purple or whatever in the same way that you can in houdini just so cool and in fact as soon as i saw that splotches i i incorporated it on css tricks and the header and the footer just has that you know it used to be just a solid gray color and now i'm like it's gray with flex nice you know because it's like two lines of code uh, just because those those worklets are so easy to use, you know, you just say load the worklet from this URL, and then you use the worklet in CSS. It, it literally can be as as small as two lines of code. Anyway, I've said too much about that. Congratulations, George, on six places in there. And uh, weren't you kind of saying he George is relatively new? Just I mean, yeah, maybe not to the world of CodePen or programming, but certainly to CodePen. Yeah, joined at the end of uh, 2020, and then 2021 had a beautiful run. One of them is in the top 10 there. He's in number seven. Very, very great. This episode of CodePen Radio is brought to you in part by Netlify. High five for the support, Netlify. You know, Netlify is off, you know? Like, you can't run any server-side code on Netlify. And they often jump in at moments like processing forms and running cloud functions and auth that are things that you might really need a server for, but they just kind of help you do so that the rest of your site can remain static and thus fast and secure and all that. So their auth is really super cool and powerful. They call it Netlify Identity, and it just does exactly what you think it's going to do. Like they'll help you provide OAuth, meaning like, you know, log into this site with Google or Bitbucket or GitLab or GitHub. And then you do, and then you have what you need as a logged in user. So let's say you're going to like build a to-do app or whatever, but you're going to do a Jamstack style. So you might have like a data source that's some cloud data store, right? And you're going to talk to it. Well, how are you going to talk to it? You're going to talk to it through cloud functions, probably, because you're going to have like an API key, and then you can keep it secret and use this cloud functions to talk that you're communicating through with JavaScript from the browser. But like, okay, you need to ask that store, give me user 8294's to-do items. Well, how do you know it's user 8294? Well, because they're authed through Netlify Identity. So you know how to pass that information to the API and get the data back that you need to get. So you can build any app in the world based on this stuff going on. And you can, you know, of course it can do more. It can help you generate custom emails that says, hey, you signed up or hey, you changed your password or all that kind of stuff. And then edit their roles as well. Be like, oh, this person's an admin, but this person's just a user and all that. Anyway, all that possible on Netlify, just in case you didn't know. Again, thanks for the support, Netlify. 
another one, Dilam San Sanaja? Sanaya. Sanjaya. Sanjaya. Mm. Uh, <laughs> we were looking at his work just just earlier today. Super good, you know. And we're like, you know what? If anybody kind of appears as if they have, <laughs> are you a listener? Write in, Dillam, if you are. <laughs> that would be <laughs> interesting to see. Maybe following, you know, the Chris and Marie playbook of of CodePen success because because they're doing everything right. You know, there's full yeah. layouts here. There's like a periodic table you pointed out. Which is a kind of a classic one that I don't know. Yeah, seems somehow. to stir up likes. <laughs> a periodic table hits the top 100. Uh, it's, what's this? Three years running now, so people like them, and mm-hmm. we have brought it up on the show. So I do have to wonder if this is a student of the program. <laughs> <laughs> uh, congratulations on four placements yes. in the top there. That's 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 pretty great. You know, I just don't see anybody who's this who has this kind of talent in making things for the web. You know not being successful if they want it you know that's i just feel like you dang did it you know look you're demonstrably wonderful at this stuff and you know should you choose to stick around this industry and i hope you do you're gonna do well for yourselves all of these people yeah absolutely it's it's an attainable list it is definitely possible to get onto you just have to make something cool and get it out in front of the community and yeah. and participate in the community i do think that's important because you know these hearts come from codepen members so you got to be part of the community to really get the attention of the other community members it makes sense it's just like any social network yeah right you, again you can't make it and walk away or you got to you got to share it you got to talk about it you 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 pointed out an interesting one to me that you know the, not only like you participate in the comments on your own pen, you know, mm-hmm. that you're yeah. not, that you're, you're involved there as well, which won't affect how many hearts you get. You know, I mean, it, I don't know. It might have indirect effects in that the comments on the post then affect its popularity on code pen, which then more people will see it and get more hearts, but it's not directly factored into the. Well, and also if you are replying to comments, you know, if people have questions about your work and that's very common for things that get popular, people will have questions about how it's made. Um, it's not unlikely that if you answer them, they might hit that heart button, you know? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, pretty wonderful. Yeah. So you're so as far as our checklist is concerned, talking about it, sharing it, promoting it, and participating in the community. That's our checklist so far here mm-hmm. on people trying to, to do their thing. You know, the, the the obvious one being, you know, it's just gotta have that something special. Yeah. You know. Because yeah. it's it's not so hard to like get some degree of shown on, you know, the the trending page or something. It's a little easier to hit trending, certainly, than it is to hit the top pens. There's something always a little something extra about these about the top one hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I noticed is that ten, a full ten percent of the top one hundred were challenge pens, uh, which is a pretty wow. cool thing. Wow. Yeah. So ten out of the hundred were made for a code pen challenge. Pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I did not know that. That's really, really cool. Um, You know, I think in years past we've said it doesn't really matter when you make the thing. Like you wouldn't say like, oh, I have a great idea for a pen, but it's October. So I guess I'll just not do it because my chances are lower. I'm going to say that that's, you know, it 
it's not, there's plenty of, there's pens created in October and November that are on this list. There happens to not be any December. So I think this year we're a little more, little wronger about that. January is pretty stacked. I yes. hate to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, again, I have to wonder if people are students of the <laughs> previous times we've talked about the top 100. I mean, yeah, you're obviously giving yourself an advantage to put something out at the beginning of the year. I do think some folks worked on stuff through the December holidays and then just copied it out to a fresh new pen and release it then. And that's smart because you don't want to, you don't want to get stuck in December. It's, it's not, a, it's not a time when people are particularly active on the internet. It's when people go on vacation or mm-hmm. people are, you know, preparing for the holidays. So it is very smart to, to release, you know, your late year work, actually the next year if you can if you can hold back <laughs> sure <laughs> because then because then you do have the full year to to grow you have the full year to be seen you have the yep. full year to repromote your work like I'm like I'm mentioning and like we saw lots of people did repromote their work throughout the year yeah um so yeah this this time around the creation dates on these pens is heavily stacked to the first quarter of the year um, and mm-hmm. Which I guess it's a little think, unfair, but that's just how we roll it's here. It's not I mean, unfair. It's just how time works, you know? Yeah, that's how the Oscars <laughs> work. So, you know. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, there, there's seasons to release things and, and, you know, we're saying this now, but a lot of this is tied to, you know, how life was through 2021. You know, a lot of us didn't get to do a whole lot in the outside world until like the summertime. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we do see a heavy stack up at the beginning of the year and then things start to change, you know, as the, as the weather changed, as things changed throughout the world. So, you know, it's, uh, what we're saying about 2021 may not apply for 2022, but you can't hurt yourself by getting something out early. Yeah, there you go. More big high fives to Yoav Kadash for positions on the top yes. 100. Very fantastic. Very cool work. Um, I, I really enjoy what, what he's done this year. Um, some real cool, like super realistic looking things like, uh, the realistic switch. Uh, there's like a red toggle switch. It looks like, you know, like what you'd have on like a, like a guitar amp or something. And then there's also a toggle switch. that's like a orange, like slider mm. toggle switch that has a very like, I don't know, like space, feeling to it you know what i mean <laughs> I totally 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 toggles you know yeah, as much as we're saying them. dashboards and log, log toggles will never die on good man toggles will, nev- will never die and then carousels a couple years back we said carousels are back carousels are back people accept <laughs> carousels <laughs> yeah, okay heck yeah <laughs> especially the, you know the, like the, the the 3d like the carousel carousel that's a good way to put it you know like a imagine a, an actual 3d carousel with, yeah. you know the horses and stuff but instead of the horses you put like panels and it has a 3d aspect to it yes so so cool yeah so you can make a carousel if you want don't let anybody tell you you can't no <laughs> darn it yeah people know how to swipe you know. Totally. That's the thing. And I think that's the change that happened is that, you know, people got used to the concept of swiping and the idea of swiping isn't unusual. And it's no. not, you know, a lot of people are experiencing the web with their thumbs now. <laughs> you know? so it's, a, it's a very different thing. I think the, the, I don't know, the pooping of carousels in the past, at least in my circles, was more about like content strategy than it was mm-hmm. ever about the, 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 I don't know, the functionality of a slider at all. It was kind of like, you know, there's four subgroups at this meeting and everybody wants the homepage. And so right. our solution is to give everybody a panel of a 
of a carousel on the homepage, which doesn't, which is kind of like bad for everybody instead of, mm-hmm. instead of an organization that knows how to make choices for real. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, that's, that's more about the actual carousels on CodePen. So beautiful. Yes, uh, big high gorgeous. five to, yes. to, uh, Ibuke Ceylon, let's say, uh, another, another four position people. Those are our, all are our top people. Again, just, just wow. You yes. Know? Yeah. Really impressive. And it's, it's great to see, you know, people get on there repeatedly because, you know, it's like you're building, mm-hmm. you're building a portfolio of really impressive work. So congratulations to everyone. Yeah. A lot of new faces. Those are our favorites, of course, because it's yes. kind of like proof that you can just slide, you can slide right into CodePen and kick butt if you want to. But I do appreciate seeing the old faces as well. People that, you know, maybe even step away for a while, but, but they still got it kind of thing. Oh, yeah. You know, Hakeem oh, have... Hatab is one of my, my favorite dudes who runs slide.com and he's just been around just forever doing creative things. So cool to see his name on the list again with a really kind of clever form concept. Uh, just, just neat to see. And then another one on the list was an idea that Hakeem had that somebody else coded. Yes. Right? Yeah. Th- that was really interesting to see. It was a reference to someone else on the on the top 100 list. And I thought that was really cool. I hear so much from talking to people. You know, this podcast has had a lot of guest stuff in it. I think this next year is going to have a lot more too. hearing from people that say, you know, of course, I, I have ideas, but a lot of my ideas just come come from elsewhere. They come from the real world or they just, and how many times have we said this, just like come from dribble or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, certainly that shows up here. I'm not sure how many of the top 100 started life as a dribbler. I don't think that many, but certainly a lot of trending pens do. Yeah, and many of them did. I think, I'm pretty sure number one has its roots in dribble. Oh, right on. Yeah. Uh, some of my personal favorites is there's a, a, a Sarah Fossheim one of of this <laughs> called Muson CSS. It must be some oh, yeah. piece of uh, you know re- recording history. It looks like a I don't know a rainbow keyboard or something. I don't know what the actual history of this machine is, but oh, the Muson, could, yeah, yeah, Muson. <laughs> I'm sorry, God, I ruined it. I, I've never actually seen one in real life before, but I feel like I have now because this it literally looks like a f- photograph. Yeah, it's like an old time synth. It's like I want to say that one's from like the seventies. Like I, it's an old one, you know. Yeah. It's got that, but you can and you can see it in this illustration. It's got that, like I don't know, the plastic of the seventies and eighties, sure. <laughs> which was like that kind of like yeah off off brown kind of pinkish sort of color. So yeah, this is it's a really like it's a beautiful rendition of it, and like the shadows. Yeah, are perfect. It's it's just it's such a cool illustration. I'm not I even sure what it is Sarah about Fossheim it. That, does really cool things. Yeah, truly. And I don't think this certainly not our first time like replicating a, an object. You know, I think mm-hmm. some of her early work there was a like a camera that she did that was amazing, and then did some other musical devices on an old Mac she did. So this is a you know that's a lesson in itself, right? You have one success with something or, you know, I think that proves that you got what it takes, you know, do it again, Yeah, <laughs> do it again, do oh, a variation yeah. on something that you already yeah. know is successful. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's, it's cool to see people iterate on things in that way, you know, to, to build on a theme, to, you know, take an idea and expand upon it. It's, it's great. And, and no shame in that. I do think people have a fear of repeating themselves. Don't fear it. 
I'm yeah. going to repeat myself a bunch of times in this podcast about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Greensock has been a friends of Code Pen for a long time, you know, in no small part because how many people just love using Greensock on Code Pen, mm-hmm. big in the animation community. It's cool to see themselves because they have a Code Pen account. They have one on the top 100. And I think that's cool when I like a, f- a framework you know, puts a, puts effort into building amazing demos for their own framework and get attention for it that way. It's proof that CodePen can have like an element of marketing to it that's mm-hmm. not necessarily just a person. And uh, yeah, I'd like to see that more almost. Like there's no rules against, you know, your framework having an account and then posting cool stuff that your framework can do. Go for it. Absolutely. I mean, it's a incredible way to demonstrate it. And um, they've done a really brilliant job of engaging with the community and also promoting their work. You know, they had a, a big release. I guess this one, the the one that's on the top 100 here, the scrolling cards, that's related to their big release at the beginning of the year, right? They had a, a cool plugin come out. I forget the name of it, but they had a cool so plugin. Was it the scroll timeline one, probably. I, I think so, that's yeah. And their splashiest release. Absolutely. And they, they coordinated that with, with the community. They had people make things. They, I think they, I'm guessing that they gave people access to it early so that they could kind of play with it ahead Mm -hmm. of time. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was, that was a really smart play and it got it into a lot of people's hands and got a lot of eyes on it. So that's, that's, that's the way to do it. it. Yeah. I think they made their flip plugin free recently Mm -hmm. which has spurred some use in that that's my favorite because it has this element of like what flip means is it's one of those like first last input but i forget what the actual acronym means but it means like you know you you do your layout and you put the stuff where you want and then and then you you know that there's going to be a transition and things are going to move around so you just do it you just you know maybe change a class name move the things to the position that you want them to be in and then when you use flip it just will tween the things from where they're going to where they, you know, like you don't, you don't have to write the the animation yourself. You just put it where you want it to go and the flip animates it to that position instead of having to use your brain and say like, I want to animate it up 17 pixels into the right (laughs) three and change the opacity to this. You just like, you do all that with CSS and then say green sock, tween it, you know, which is great because they kind of started life as a, uh, a flash thing, didn't they? Or, Oh, I didn't know that. How about that? Well, that's funny. Flash kind of had tweening built in. I wonder what they, yeah, they've had a a bunch of lives. They've been around a long time, which I really appreciate. So what else do you want to say about these, about these things here? Oh, well, I I think uh, a point that you made earlier on, you know, that that full page UI and stuff, it it was really hot this year. I, I just want to stress how hot that was. It's like 17 pens in the list (laughs) that, that I feel like like could fall into that category. So Mm -hmm. it's really interesting to see, uh, how people are building out full pages in a single page. You know, it's the, it, it is extremely fascinating. I would not have guessed that it would be this popular. I saw it emerging, but I wouldn't have thought, it would take this much of the of of the list, you know. Right. And we also, of course, see a lot of really practical UI stuff across the list. And one thing that's interesting also is that we see a bit less of CSS illustration alone making the list this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was real big last year, um, but but this year, you know, it was overtaken by by other trends. So sure, yeah. Um, I I think it's just it 
it's just really interesting to see these things emerge over time and also to have the opportunity to look back over a year and see like, okay, this is what this year was really about. You don't, you do not ever know at the beginning of a year, you can make a guess. And I mean, <laughs> if you listen to last year podcast, you can hear me saying glass morphism, no way <laughs> that's going to flop. And then here it is number one, you know, and I wasn't talking about that pen, but I was talking about the concept of glass morphism. And I was like, nobody, this is going nowhere, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we don't see it name checked anymore, but it, it just kind of got absorbed into the style. Like you see the style of glass morphism, uh, all throughout what's popular and, and many of the things here in the top 100 actually kind of incorporate that, uh, that kind of style. So yeah, you can't, you can't even guess what's going to happen in a year sometimes. No. You know? The like little tiny things with the light, Aaron Eicher, of course, the master of that, uh, yes. been on the show does appear on the list. Congratulations. Yes, he's Aaron. here. But less yeah. of that, you know, less of Aaron's style, more bigger than smaller was, was big this year, I guess. Yeah. I, I guess that's what you can kind of say when you look at, at what was popular here is that it, we went from lots of popularity in like tiny things like buttons, micro interactions were very big uh, in 2020. And then this year we see entire page layouts and also just like app layouts, dashboards, you know, large navigation, things like that. So it's really cool to see that change. And also it's, it's informative for us. You know, we, we are learning what the front end wants and needs right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Looks like Amit Sheen has got a couple of placements on here. Some he's always interested in c- clever 3D stuff and stuff. Oh, he's got yes, one on here that's yes. not, that's a little unusual even for him with this kind of word morphing idea, which I was so into. I'm like, how on earth does yeah, that, that work? Yeah, that one's trippy. You know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I like to see that because I feel like sometimes a, a how on earth pen might not make the top hundred. You know, because mm-hmm. it's kind of like it will appeal to people that are curious about how it was done but maybe not just globally just the hearts don't just flow in but they did for this one truly Mm. weird you know looks like something that you'd almost certainly have to use video for or after effects that is just being done and a handful of lines of css believe it or not yeah really really impressive and when you realize it's just css it's just it is shocking and it's it's something that's fascinating to kind of dig into that's i always you know I always like to, when I see something like this, um, take it and like actually do the thing where I, I view the compiled CSS and just look at the actual CSS to see how it worked. Um, that's, you know, an option in the CSS panel. You just hit the the menu up top and you can view the compiled. Um, I just think that's really interesting to do when you have something that's like made with a preprocessor, like, like, Amit's thing here, the the CSS morphing, that one's done with SAS. So mm-hmm. you know, seeing the actual compiled CSS is always very instructive for me to understand, like, how the heck do they actually do this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That can be true in, uh, in HTML as well, you know, if they're using yeah, some yeah. pug or whatever else. That's If you see something where it's like HTML and it's like extremely mysterious... How did this work? You want to you want to <laughs> compile the the pug, you know, and mm-hmm. and just get a real understanding of what's actually happening in there. Yeah, fantastic. So if you're new to CodePen, 
this might be fun to look at to see, you know, just some of the incredible stuff that people do look at them, fork them, do whatever. It's also, um, you get a, a little sense of, of who they are while browsing through the list because it has their avatar and their name and how many pens they've made and things like that. And there's a big old follow button next to everybody on there. So if you want some interesting people to follow on CodePen, browsing this list might be a wonderful place. I might even recommend just click and follow on all of them, really, but... That's just me. It's a great place to start. If you are new to CodePen, the following the people in the top 100 is a way you can't go wrong. And then that way your your following feed is full of interesting work and you get to see the things that they're liking, the things that they're adding to collections. Um, so you get a feel for what else is happening in the community too. I think, you know, since we've uh, increased the emphasis on following, um, people are getting more interesting stuff to look at. And we also saw like um, people are really self-curating their own feeds now. So um, this year we saw that there was an almost even split between picked pens and not picked pens that were getting hearts, which means that there are whole communities that exist that are enjoying each other's work, learning from each other that have nothing to do with, you know, the editorial level, you know, where we're making decisions about this is cool. This is going on the homepage. There was lots of just, people liking each other's work and having little mini communities form around work. Um, so, you know, having a, having self curation of your following feed, I think adds a new dimension to enjoying code pen. So, I mean, I follow tons of people, obviously it's <laughs> because it's my job to do so, but you know, <laughs> also because I enjoy it. I mean, it is really cool to follow people, uh, see the new things that they're making, see the things that they're interacting with, um, and see them grow as developers because everybody, the more work they put in, they grow every day. Every new thing that they create is a new opportunity to learn something and expand their skills. So follow people. It's the way to make things extra fun. Hey, high five. That's a nice place to end it. Any uh, final words before we wrap up? Uh, no, I just want to say congratulations to everyone that's on the top 100. Um, and I am looking forward to seeing who makes it next year. Uh Exactly the same. Mwah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. See you later.